1: listen to the radio it's
2: different our lives are ruined already the whistler
0: The tape will self-destruct in five seconds
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood360, Dick Kalmar stars as enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend on Boston Blackie from 1946. Then it's part one of Life with Luigi, starring Jay Carroll Nash from 1950. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa the Dimpled Wonder?
4: Hi, Carl. How are how are you? Good.
3: Vivacious Great.
4: Lisa. Well, thanks, Carl. What's
3: going on?
4: Well, in the world of Hollywood, you mean. Yes. Okay, that's much more interesting than my world. All right. So. How could that
3: possibly be, Lisa? Yeah,
4: I don't know. You're Lisa Wolf. Right. The I The world know. just
3: revolves around you.
4: I think so, too, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So the Forbes Celebrity 100 list just came out for the past year, and we learned who is the highest-paid celebrity couple in the world.
3: Couple, okay. Couple, hmm.
4: You have any, uh, I'm gonna say
3: Jay Z and Beyonce.
4: I'm gonna say you are right. Whoa! Good job, ding, Carl. Ding ding ding, 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 ding ding ding. There's your sound effect. So Beyonce made fifty four million dollars the last year, number thirty four on the list.
3: Two shekels.
4: Nothing. No big deal. Yeah. Jay Z fifty three point five, slightly under Beyonce. She
3: outdid her yeah. hobby. Oh he my. He was number
4: thirty six. So they have combined income. Income of, and I won't make like you do the math. Million. Yeah, $107.5 million over the past year.
3: Very good. All righty. It's time for my favorite detective of all time, Lisa. In fact, one of my favorite radio shows of all time, Boston Blackie. It was created by Jack Boyle. A fictional character of Boston Blackie was a young, handsome, well-educated gentleman who loved his fellow man but was also a hardened criminal and safecracker who served time in a California prison. Rehabilitated, he decided to use his knowledge of the underworld to fight crime as an amateur detective. Known as enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend, Blackie's exploits were successfully adapted to film, radio, and television. NBC brought the character to Radio as a summer replacement for their rinso sponsored and mega-popular Amos and Andy series in 1944, with Chester Morris reprising his film role. In 1945, Broadway actor Richard Calmar took over the radio role, with Maurice Tarplin as Inspector Faraday and Leslie Woods as Blackie's girlfriend Mary Wesley. Calmar brought just the right amount of sarcastic wit and charm to the character, starring in more than 200 radio episodes from 1945 through 1950. And I have one of those episodes for you now. It's called Murder at the Rodeo. This is from October 15, 1946. Here's Dick Kalmar as Boston Blackie.
5: Having trouble with those boot hazels? Mm. <laughs> Not too much. But don't you wish you were in my boots, Bill? We'll take that up some other time. But now I've got to finish dressing and get out in the arena. I'm due to ride soon. Be careful you don't get killed, won't you? But not too careful. You think if something happened to me, Slim will stay married to you, don't you? Well, think again. You can't hold him, Hazel. Nobody's going to say I didn't try. I wouldn't try anything where I was concerned. I've got a very good friend in town, Hazel. Boston Blackie. Ever hear of him? Sure. Well, he's here tonight. I sent him tickets. Friend of mine out west said to look up Blackie in case I ever got in trouble. I'm just playing it safe, asking him to come tonight. Better go on out and ride that Bronco. Hey, anybody decent in there? Everybody is, Barney. Wait a minute. Go on in and talk to Hazel, Barney. I'm due out at the arena. But don't get too close to her. Rattler's bite can be cured, but hers, ah. Uh-uh. Bye.
0: So long, Bill. <laughs> kind of a feud going on between you two gals, ain't there, Hazel?
6: I wouldn't say that. Bell'd like people to think that, though.
0: I always felt a rodeo ain't no place for feuds. We kind of all ought to be more like a family.
6: Ever see a family without a feud? I never did.
0: That ain't what I meant, exactly. The way the boys are saying, though, anything ever happened to Bell, you'd be blamed.
6: I'd like that very much. Not the second part, of course, just the first.
0: I don't know, Hazel, I still... Hey, listen. Boy, that's Slim. Hey, it was his turn to ride when I came in, and that's the way the crowd always yells when he's riding.
6: He's a good man on a horse, Bonnie. Yeah. Best, maybe. Hey, what's wrong with me? Nothing. If Slim wasn't around. <laughs> you know, I think that without Slim here, you might have a. Hey, cable, All right, boy. Well, yeah. careful. Bring her in. <clears> They're <throat> right down that cot over there. Okay, Doc. Uh, be careful now. All right. Hurt real bad. Shut that door.
7: he Hey. Hey, Doc. Hey, doc.
6: Hey, Doc, what's happened? It's happened to Belle, Doc. She's not moving.
7: No, that's right. don't know yet how bad she's hurt. All I know, she got thrown from that Bronco she was riding. Got thrown, got thrown bad.
6: Bill. Poor Bill.
0: Poor Belle. You're kidding, ain't you, Hazel? And now, meet Dick Colmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend. To those who have no friends. This is the dressing room where they took that girl rider, Mary.
7: Come on. Let's go on in.
6: All right. Anything you say, Blackie. Uh, tell, me, uh,
7: tell me one more thing, Doc. Hurt bad? Well, it's too early to tell Barney. We'll have to wait till we get to the hospital. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bud. Nobody's allowed in here.
8: I know that, cowboy, except my invitation. I'm Boston Blackie. I understand Bell Adams wanted to see me.
7: Oh, yeah. Hey, Doc, uh,
0: this is the guy Bell keeps asking for.
7: Oh, yeah, Boston Blackie. Didn't get here a minute too soon. Just about to take her to a hospital right here. Oh, this is it, Mary. Come on. Okay. Hey, uh, tell her Barney asked for her, will you? Yes, Barney, I'll tell her.
1: <laughs>
7: Who's Barney? Her boyfriend, Doctor? Uh, one of them. Belle's the most popular girl in the road here. Is she badly hurt? It's hard to say this early. Had a nasty fall. Just regained consciousness a few minutes ago. Uh. Uh, Belle. Belle. Yeah. Boston Blackie's here. Uh, Hello, Miss Adams. You wanted to see me?
5: Yeah, Blackie. Nevada Peak told me if I was ever in trouble to talk to you. Well, I'm in trouble. Terrible trouble.
8: Oh, no, you're not. You'll be all right in a day or two. No, well,
5: you don't get it, Blackie. Hazel fixed it so I'd take that spill. Hazel wants to kill me.
7: Hazel? Hazel who? Uh, she must mean Hazel Henry, another writer in the rodeo.
5: Yeah, Hazel Henry. She tried to kill me. She did something to the horse I was riding. Look at the horse. I, I don't think
7: she ought to talk anymore, Blackie. All right, Doctor.
8: I'll look at that horse, Belle. Now, don't worry about anything. Come on, Mary.
6: I'm right here. Goodbye, Doctor.
8: Goodbye. Well, thanks for coming down, Blackie. I was glad to do it.
0: Oh, uh, hey, uh, how is she, Blackie?
8: How is she? She's hurt all right, Bonnie, but it may not be too serious. Which way is it to the place where they keep the horses? Well, you, you turn to your right and you keep on going straight. You can't miss it. Thanks.
6: Oh, wait a minute, Blackie. I almost forgot
1: my hat. Oh, sorry,
8: Mary. The corral is down this way. Okay, I got it. <laughs> oh, sure. I can even hear it.
6: Blackie, what did Belle mean when she said Hazel Henry did something to her horse so she'd be hurt?
8: She meant Hazel did something to make the horse buck harder than normal, yeah, I guess. We'll find out in a minute. Here's the corral.
6: Big place, isn't it? How are we going to find that horse that Bell
1: rode?
8: Well, we could spend all afternoon looking for it, or we could ask that cowboy spinning and throwing that rope over there. Oh,
6: oh, maybe he'll teach me how to use a lasso. You know, I've always but wanted to be now, able But to... not now,
8: Mary, not oh. now. Say, you with the rope. Yeah? Uh, say, uh, where's the horse that Belle Adams was riding when she was thrown?
0: Right over there in that stall, mister. She's a wild one. Don't go near her.
8: Don't worry, I won't. Say, they've taken the saddle and bridle off her. Was everything all right?
0: Funny you should ask that, stranger. Why?
6: Funny the way you make that rope spin, too, cowboy. Listen, could you... Later, too- Mary, okay. later,
0: please. Uh,
8: why is it funny, I asked you, cowboy?
0: Because the handlers found a burr under that Bronco saddle. That's what made a toss bell the way she did. There was a burr under the saddle, huh?
6: Blackie, then bell was right. Hazel Henry did try to hurt
0: her. Looks that way, Mary. Don't know if it was Hazel who put that burr there or not, but if it was, mister, it wasn't put there to hurt Belle. What
8: makes you say that?
0: Because the horse that Belle rode was supposed to be ridden by Slim Waters, but he didn't show up on time. Oh, I see. Funny thing, too, mister, Slim Waters ain't never been late for a rodeo contest before in his life. (laughs)
9: All right, Slim. So somebody tried to fix you by putting that burr under the saddle of your horse. But you didn't ride it. So
7: what am I supposed to do about it? Do what I sent you for, Inspector Faraday. Arrest Hazel Henry. She's the one who done it. How do you know? Because I'm married to her. But I want to leave her and marry Belle Adams. And, and Hazel swore she'd kill either me or Belle before she'd give me a divorce. Okay, okay. But that's
9: all just talk, Slim. Give me some proof. i got to have proof before I can do anything about it. And in the first
7: place... If that's Hazel, I want her arrested, Constable. Constable? Constab- Come in... Slim Waters? Yeah? Blackie, what are you doing here? Well, hello, Faraday. What are you doing here?
9: Has somebody been murdered? No, but with you around, somebody probably will be. Slim, this is
7: Boston Blackie.
8: Hiya, Slim. Hi.
7: What's Faraday got you on the carpet for? He ain't got me on the carpet. I sent for him. I want my wife, Hazel, arrested for trying to kill me. And getting Belle Adams by mistake. I ain't sure. Maybe she was trying to kill Bell and not me. I was late for the contest because my watch was slow, and it ain't never been slow before. Well, what's that got to do with Hazel trying to kill Bell Adams? Well, I let Hazel use my watch this morning. She might have said it back just so I would be late.
8: Oh, you might have said it back yourself,
7: Slim. Huh? What do you mean by that?
8: Nothing, except you could put a burr under the saddle of your horse if you knew you weren't going to ride. I don't oh, like that. I'm getting out of here.
7: What am I doing here anyhow?
9: Nobody's done anything. Nobody's dead. Nobody's even hurt bad, as far as we know. I'm going home.
7: Wait a minute, Inspector. Ain't you going to arrest Hazel? What for? So you can get rid of her that way? No, I swear she's trying to kill me. Or kill Belle. Okay, okay. I'll go have a talk with her. Thank you. And tell her to stay away from me. Uh, I'll tell her something. So long, Faraday. Bye. Come on, Slim.
8: Now, you suppose you tell me the truth.
7: Maybe you'd better go where that cop just went. Out the door. Look, you'd like me to prove Hazel tried to kill you or Belle Adams, wouldn't you? When I want help like that, I'll get it from the police, and then
8: I'll beat it. All right. But I still think you could have put that burr under the saddle of that Bronco and were purposely late so Miss Adams would ride it. Oh, you do, huh? Yes. It would be an easy way to get rid of your girl and your wife. I think I'll give that some thought, Slim. So long.
7: Maybe you'd better give a couple of other things some thought, too, fella. Maybe you'd better think about keeping your nose out of my affairs. Oh, I don't
8: know why you'd say a thing like that. Wow. This knife sticking in the wall could be sticking into me if I were a foot taller.
7: Yeah, sure
6: could.
8: Do you grin every time you miss somebody with a knife, Slim? Maybe. Well, this just about clinches what I think about you, Slim.
6: Then you better do some more thinking, you.
7: Hey, who are you? Hazel, where'd you come from?
6: Down the hall, Slim. What's this guy trying to do to you? Nothing
7: that's any of your
6: business. No? But don't seem to be his business either. And don't go accusing Slim of throwing that knife at you, mister, because I threw it.
8: You're Hazel Henry, huh? You threw it. Yeah. Why?
6: Just a little warning to you, mister, that I don't like nobody accusing Slim of trying to kill nobody.
0: Hey, Faraday.
9: Faraday! Hey, what are you doing in your car, Blanky? Trying to find out who fixed up that Adams girl? Too much for you?
8: No, I've got to get back because I have a dinner engagement with Mary. Well, where is she? Oh, she went home about half an hour ago. Some cowboy gave her a rope and she went home to practice throwing it. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, that's probably what she's doing instead of getting dressed for dinner right now, which is what she went home to do. Uh, Hop in. I'll drive you downtown.
9: I'm not going downtown. I'm going home.
8: Okay, hop in. I'll take you home. We can stop by Mary's first.
9: All right. I want to talk to you anyway. What about? This business at the rodeo. Keep your nose out of it, Blanky. Nobody's done anything serious yet. But with you messing around, there's no telling what'll happen. No one's done anything serious yet, huh? Well, Belle Adams is
8: lucky she didn't have her neck broken, and I'm just one foot short of being dead with a knife in the back of my head. What? Yes, and guess who threw it at me? A pleasant little girl named Hazel Henry. So that's why I couldn't find her. She was throwing knives at you. Yes, Faraday, and if you're smart, you'll find some way to lock her up. She's dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if you had a homicide on your hands before long.
9: So you think maybe Hazel Henry is the one we want, huh?
8: Yes, and I think you've got an assault charge against her, and you'd better use it before you have to grab her on a murder rap.
9: You know, I think you're out of your mind, Blackie.
8: Well, if Hazel Henry makes trouble,
9: you're out of luck. Turn on the radio, William. I want to hear the news. Sure, it's a better way to kill time than listening to you. Uh, when am I going to hear over the radio that you've left town, Blackie? When radio is such an obsolete instrument, people won't even remember and what it was about uh,
0: the year the ten team, thousand. Mate. Here's a oh. last-minute report just handed to me. There's more than the excitement of thrills and spills at the rodeo over at the Coliseum. Murder has struck the gaily event.
1: Champion rodeo rider
0: uh-huh. Hazel Henry was found shot to death in the corral under the stand. The body was found with an elastic. Henry, shut Turn
9: it off, Faraday. You bet police. I will. And you turn this car around. I was going to have trouble because of Hazel Henry, was I?
8: You sure were, and you sure are. And Faraday, now you don't have to worry about killing time. Just concentrate on who killed Hazel.
0: A girl rodeo rider, Belle Adams, is badly injured when thrown from a bucking Bronco. A burr is found under the Bronco's saddle, and Belle accuses Hazel Henry of putting it there. To complicate matters, Belle is thrown while riding Slim Water's horse. And it seems that Hazel was trying to injure Slim, who, while he's her husband, wants his freedom in order to marry Belle. But just when Blackie is building a case against Hazel, she's murdered. As we return to our story, Blackie, his friend Mary, and Inspector Faraday are at the rodeo, scene of the crime.
8: So she was shot.
0: Was she, Faraday? Well, she has a bullet in her, Blackie.
9: Even you should be able to tell she was shot. I I wish the coroner would get here so I can go home. It's raining out, Faraday, and the streets are slippery. You want the coroner to get here alive, don't you? Yeah, I've had enough trouble for one day. Hey, Miss Wesley, what are you doing over there?
6: Waiting for you and Blackie to decide who killed poor Hazel Henry and also trying to learn how to throw this rope. Now, I wonder what I'm doing wrong.
8: Mary, put that rope away. You'll end up and not yourself.
6: Well, all right, but you two hurry up and find out who killed Hazel. Now, come on, come on, hurry up or I'll do it myself.
9: You'll do it yourself, huh? Well, somebody better fire it. eh? You never will. Well, that somebody won't be you, genius. Uh, You don't have any idea who killed her, do you, Blackie? No. No, I don't. Well, in that case, I say it was Slim Waters, her husband. He was afraid of her and he'll probably claim he killed her in self-defense. You think Slim killed her, huh? Then I don't. Well, then, maybe it was
8: Barney. Barney? Who's he?
6: Oh, Blackie, I remember him. He was the cowboy in the dressing room who kept asking if Bell Adams was all right.
9: Oh, yes. But how does he fit into this? I don't know. I'm only guessing. But maybe Barney was in love with the Adams girl, and he was trying to get rid of Slim. So he kills Hazel, Slim's wife. Now, that makes a lot of sense. I'm not talking about killing Hazel. I'm talking about that burr under the saddle of Slim's horse. I think Barney put it there. Barney and Slim are the top riders in the rodeo, you know. So you think if Barney
8: didn't do it for the love of Belle, Adams, well, did it for the love of prize money, huh? Well, it
9: could be. Could be don't prove murders, Faraday. I know that. Well, I know one person who didn't kill Miss Henry. Who? Belle Adams. She's in the hospital. You think so? I know so. Wasn't she hurt? Yes, but she's still alive, Faraday, and the fact that you think she's
8: still in the hospital gives me a pretty good idea that she isn't.
6: Oh, Blackie, you don't suspect Miss Adams, do you?
8: I suspect everybody, Mary. That's why I solve cases when Faraday doesn't. My hunch is getting stronger every minute. I don't think Miss Adams is in the hospital. Well, I say she is. Well, I'm going up and prove she isn't.
6: Do, do I have to go all the way up to the hospital with you in all this rain? No, Mary, you stay
8: here till I get back. And stop trying to throw that rope.
6: Oh, golly, it didn't work that time either, did it? Now what did I do wrong?
8: Never mind what you did wrong with the rope. I've got to find out who did wrong by Hazel Henry. Look, nurse, there's something funny going on here, and I intend to find out what it is.
6: I'm very sorry, Blackie. Miss Adams is very ill. No visitors are allowed in her room.
8: And I think I know why, too. She's not in her room.
6: I'm very sorry, but you can't Look, go I in Look, I don't know there.
8: what you're trying to pull, but you've convinced me. I'm going into this room, and I'll guarantee it's empty.
5: Yo, what is
8: it? Oh, hello, Miss Adams. So you really are in the hospital, huh?
5: Oh, Blackie, come in. Of course I'm here. I've heard about the awful thing that happened to Hazel. You found out anything?
8: Yes, I just found out something. I found out what a fool idea I had.
5: Come in.
7: Hello, Bill.
5: Oh, Slim, Don, Come in. Oh, what a surprise. I thought it was Blackie coming back again. Flanky was here? What for? I don't know. It didn't say.
7: I don't like that guy. Don't like the way he snoops around.
5: Oh, he's all right. Let's don't talk about him.
7: Ah, let's not. How you feel? No
5: oh, better. Doctor says there's no broken bones. Guess I was lucky.
7: Yeah, you sure were, honey. You could have been killed.
5: Yeah.
7: Look, you feel good enough to ride in the rodeo tonight?
5: Oh, I could ride with my head
7: cut off. Swell, honey. Then you're going to get out of this hospital and ride. Huh? We need you down there. Oh. You're the best girl rider we got.
5: Oh, now that... Well, now that Hazel's gone.
7: You always were better than Hazel in
1: everything. Well,
7: I guess it sounds sort of low for me to talk that way on account I was married to her, but you know I ain't going to shed any tears over her. No,
5: I don't suppose anybody is. But I certainly never wanted to kill.
7: Me neither. But, well, it's happened. We are rid of her, like we wanted. And look, you can ride tonight, huh?
5: Yeah, you bet I can, Slim. We make enough in prize money between us to buy ourselves a ranch.
7: I thought you'd say that, Bell, baby. You're an all right. Hey, are you expecting company?
5: No, go see who it is, will you, Slim? Sure.
7: Slim, what are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing, Barney. Oh,
5: Barney, come on in.
7: Thanks, Bell. How are you feeling? A lot better. Seeing this here good for nothing cowpoke ain't going to do you no good, honey. Get your good wishing over with, Barney, and get out of here. Belle's going to ride tonight. Huh? Hey, why, you can't do that, Belle. You got hurt last night. You still ain't... It ain't ain't none of your business what she does, Barney. I suppose it's some of yours. I'm the one she's going to marry, ain't I? Yeah, but I'm looking out for her better than you. She ain't fit to ride tonight, and you... You let her decide about that. I say she rides.
0: Uh, That's sure letting her
7: decide. You stay out of this, Barney. You don't want her to ride, because you know me and her will take a pack of that prize money away from you. I'm just worrying about her, not the money. Since when did you ever care about boys, anything boys, but... boy,
5: stop it, both of you. Thanks for your interest in me, Barney. I appreciate it, but I'm going to do what Slim says.
7: You're a fool, Bell. That's Go- enough out of you, Barney. You won't be fit to ride tonight yourself. Now, come on, we're getting out of here, the both of us. Okay, but Belle, Get Bell, dressed, still- Bell, and be down to the rodeo in plenty of time. Because you're going to ride tonight, and we're going to give them a show they'll never forget.
3: Let's break from Boston Blackie. We'll have more after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's
10: the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time.
11: Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal.
3: Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly.
6: What day is this?
3: Oh, now, let me see. and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360Radio.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now let's get back to Murder at the Rodeo on Boston Blackie.
0: The event
7: will take place
5: in exactly three minutes. Well, looks like we're on in a couple of minutes, Slim. Yeah, Bill, and we're going to
7: take the first two prizes, too. Oh, yeah? You'll have to beat me, both of you.
5: We'll beat you, Barney, both of you. Yeah,
7: you won't even finish in the money if I... Hey, look who's coming. Hmm? It's Boston Blackie, that policeman fire day, and that Miss Wesley Dane.
5: I wonder if anything's wrong. We're usually called out to the arena before the start of the contest. We haven't been called out yet. Hello, Blackie.
8: Hello, Mrs. Adams. You know Inspector Paraday and Miss Wesley, don't you?
5: Oh, uh, yeah, more or less. Um, Belle,
6: think you know me well enough to teach me how to spin this rope? Uh, <laughs> After the show tonight, Miss Oh, good, thanks. I can't seem to find out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, never
9: mind about that rope, Miss Wesley. Come on, Blackie, tell these two guys what you have to tell them and get it over with. We can't hold up the whole show. All right, Paraday. Listen, and you too, Bonnie. I know a little bit
8: about who killed Hazel... How much? This much. That she was killed by either you or Slim. I didn't kill her. And I didn't kill her. I don't expect either of you to confess, but I've got a plan I want to tell you about. I know which one of you killed Hazel. And I think that whoever killed Hazel also put the burr under the saddle of the horse that threw Miss Adams here. It
5: wasn't Slim, Blackie. I just know it wasn't.
8: Oh, trying to say it was me, huh, Bell? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody has to say anything, because I've already done something that's going to make the killer confess. What, Blanky? You two are riding out together in the trick riding contest in a moment. So I've arranged to put a burr under the saddle of the horse to be ridden by the one who killed Hazel. You, you did what? That's nice a touch, don't you think? I can't kill the guilty man for killing Hazel, but I can give him a dose of the same punishment he gave Bell. Pleasant thought, huh?
0: I'm not going to ride any horse with a burr under the saddle. And I'm not either. That's a good way to get busted in, too.
8: Yes, I know. But if you
0: didn't kill Hazel, you don't have to worry
8: about a burr under the saddle. Come on, your horses are waiting to be ridden out into the arena. Over this way. How about that? You
5: don't have to worry about anything, Slim. I don't, huh, Bell? This guy Blackie
7: can make a mistake, can't he?
8: But I didn't make a mistake this time, Slim. I know who killed Hazel. And the burr is only under his saddle. Well, here are your horses
1: Look, Blackie Oh, shut down me I almost got the rope
6: around that pole I almost did it Watch out. But I, I don't know why I can't do it What did I do? Listen,
8: we'll worry about the rope later Hey, where's Faraday?
9: Well, I'm over here, where did you think? I want to be out of the way those horses
8: Good idea, I guess we'd all better get back All right, Slam. you too, Barney Get on those horses
7: Okay, I'm getting up in the saddle Go ahead, honey You even bothering to get on, Barney? Of course I am Right now. Well, so am I. Well, nothing's happened to me. Me either.
0: Okay, let him go, boys. Here we go. Yeah, the
9: Hey, Blackie, what's going on here? Nothing happened to either one of those riders. Yes, I just noticed that. What do you mean? You just noticed it. I bet you didn't put a burr under either of those saddles. No,
8: I didn't, Faraday. Yeah. Eh? Oh, yeah. I thought just telling those two I had done it would do the trick, and it did. What do you mean, it did? What's it done? It's told me who killed Hazel Henry. What? Why? Well, both Slim and Barney were convinced there was a burr under the saddle of the man who killed Hazel. Isn't that right?
1: Well, they seem to be. Uh They
8: were all right, Faraday. I could tell by the way they climbed into their saddles. But they did get into them.
9: And why would they dare? Well, because they knew whoever got down would be accused of killing Miss Henry. Yeah. That's right. But they also knew
8: that the burr was under the saddle of only the one I thought killed Hazel so each one felt safe in getting into the saddle
9: hey that's right because Slim knew he didn't do it and Barney knew he didn't do it so what we proved is hey what have
8: we proved that our pleasant little killer is sweet and pretty Belle Adams right here What?
1: I killed Hazel? yes
8: Belle you killed Hazel you left the hospital to do it and you bribed your nurse not to say you left the hospital but it didn't work
5: she told you that she's lying
8: she didn't have to tell me I knew you'd go on out when I went up to the hospital to see you. It was raining out, remember? So?
9: So the soles of your shoes were wet. So this girl killed Hazel and tried to kill Slim by putting that bear under his saddle yesterday at the rodeo. Oh, yesterday.
5: no, I didn't. Hazel did that out of spite. Because he wanted to leave her and marry me. I made her admit that before I killed her. So you won't get me for that. And you won't get me for killing Hazel either. Now, don't move either one of you.
9: Blackie, she's got a gun.
8: I know a gun when I see it, Faraday. Then
5: you know what I'll do with it if you make a move to come after me, Blackie.
8: Mary, drop get, that rope. Get out of her way. She means business.
11: Looks like I can spin the rope and I can throw it like this. Ah, Grab her, Faraday. that
8: rope off oh, for me. around her arms. Grab that Let's gun, sister.
7: Let's go of me. Let's go. Drop it. All right. Oh, let
9: better. Let me out of here. And the rope is
8: off now, Bill. Is that better, too? Well, you no. Know, get her out of here, Faraday. You'll bet will. Don't Come on, sister. Move. Come
11: on.
1: Faster.
8: Mary, oh, girl. Oh, I'm right proud of you. I am right proud
6: of you. Why, well, I was waiting for you to say that. You know, I caught her with that rope, didn't I? And it whirled, Blackie. And I roped her with a lasso just the way a cowboy ropes a steer. And you know, all the time I was practicing, I wondered what I did wrong. Well? Well, this time, I wonder what I did right.
3: And that's Boston Blackie from October 15, 1946, with Murder at the Rodeo, starring Dick Kalmar, as heard on ABC. What'd you think of that, Lisa? You like that detective adventure, I do. You know, I
4: didn't used to let the detectives as much as I do now. I will credit you for that. All
3: right. I'm, uh, I'm helping you learn about these shows, right?
4: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, how about learning about another show? You All like right. Life with Luigi, don't you? A Good comedy. I do. And I know your brother doesn't, but that's where Vince and I part. No, my brother likes oh, Life he with does Luigi. Like he doesn't it. like
3: Gildersleeve.
4: Oh, I like Life with Luigi. All right. It's your mom that likes it, right? Yeah, she there loves you it. Go.
3: It was a situation comedy, first heard in 1946 on CBS. The series revolved around Italian immigrant Luigi Basco played by J. Carol Nash and his experiences as a newly naturalized American citizen living in Chicago. Before coming to America, Luigi promised his Mamma Mia in Italy that he would write every week to tell her of his adventures and thus each episode began with Luigi narrating a letter to his mother back in Italy. As you'll hear on the beginning of this now, let's go back to May 2nd, 1950, this is called Luigi Tries to Get Rid of His Cough. Here's part one of Life with Luigi.
11: The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carol Nash, with Alan Reed as the squad. know, friends, Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum is a typically American product that appeals to people of all ages and nationalities in all parts of our country. And the Wrigley people feel that Life with Luigi is a typically American radio program, a friendly, enjoyable show that sort of symbolizes the American spirit of tolerance and goodwill. So the makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Gum are glad to bring you Life with Luigi each week and have you join them in this pleasant half-hour's entertainment. And now let's read Luigi's letter as he writes about his adventures in America to his Mama Vasco in Italy.
10: Dear Mamma, Mia, I've got a big interesting letter to write you today. So pull up you rock in a chair, call in Uncle Pietro, and I'll let his goat to listen to. <laughs> First of all, inside this letter, I'm sending you a picture that Pasquale is took of me. I'm a moved a little when Pasquale is a snap to the picture, so don't get scared because I'm a got a three heads.
1: <laughs> that
10: little box you see in my hands is a cough drops. And don't worry, my me, I'm not sick. I'm a just got a little tickle in my throat, and these are cough drops, so they supposed to get rid of my tickle. So far, I made up a six box of coffee drops, and the only thing I'm a got rid of is a 35 cents. <laughs> Last night I was trying another kind of cough drop, and sure enough they worked. It wasn't no more to tickle, just a
1: cough. <laughs> and
10: what I'm writing about now is how I was wondering what to do about this cough. I was to get up from bed one morning, I put on my radio, and I'm going hear a voice that's making me listen.
1: Are you
11: bothered by a cough?
10: Yes, I'm about it, but how do you know?
11: Have you been trying everything without success?
10: I'm no answer till you tell me how you
1: know. Have you been unable to sleep the last few nights?
10: Mama may, he must have a television set. He can see what I'm doing. If you
1: have, then listen to Happy How. Well,
9: folks, it's time to close our show. And all
1: I'd like to say is... <laughs>
10: Take Happy Hal's advice. Alright, I'ma take it. Run down to
9: your neighborhood drugstore. Tell the man
1: the Happy Hal
9: sent you. Happy Hal sent to me.
1: Ask him for a bottle of soo cough syrup. <laughs> the syrup that's
10: soothe the coffee syrup. I'm going to feel better just to say it. <laughs> Remember, with sue old cough syrup, it's
9: satisfaction guaranteed, or... <laughs> Double your money back. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for, folks?
10: Yeah, what am I waiting Run for? Right get it now. All right, I'm going first to give me a chance to put on my clothes. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, Mr. Dragost. I'm here. Where's something wrong, sir? Are you hurt? No, happy hell is telling me to run here. Happy hell? Here, you know, a fellow on the radio who's never talking without a laughing, he said I should run to you and buy special coffee syrup. Oh, well, what syrup did he recommend? Pseudo-coffee syrup. He's a satisfaction guaranteed or ha-ha-ha <laughs> W money
1: <bottle>. How <laughs> I'm
10: like to buy a bottle. Uh, well, pseudo-coffee syrup. I don't think I have it here. Don't you think you'd rather try some of the new antihistamine pills or perhaps some benzoparahalde modine pills? What do you call those pills? Benzoparahalde modine. No thanks, it's too much to swallow.
1: <laughs>
10: I'm like what the Happy Hal is advertising. Pseudo. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I've got over 50 cough remedies and they're all good. If they all are good, why you need a 50?
1: Well, <laughs> uh,
10: you see, some are for before you get a cold, some are for while you have a cold, and some are for after you've had a cold. Tell me. If none of these will work, you got a something for pneumonia? <laughs> well, let's see, um, uh, how about trying our bestseller, Mother Hogan's Cherry Remedy? Mother Hogan is a make a cherry remedy? Yes. What's a father Hogan to make? <laughs> Nothing. Well, this I'm not like. Father Hogan is to stay home and a do nothing, and Mother Hogan has got to go out to work. Oh, no. No, 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 please. Uh, Mother Hogan is just a trade name. Oh, that's uh, her name before she's married. All I can tell you is it's an excellent remedy. How you know? Mother Hogan has tried it out on her family? Sir, I... Miss Mother Hogan, has she got this? Satisfaction guaranteed? Or a uh, ha, 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 double your money back? <laughs> Well, no, but... Uh, sorry, sorry. I am want pseudo-coffee syrup. Just like a Happy hal is telling me. What's the use of a radio if I'm not going to buy what it's telling me? Well, in that case... Oh, wait a minute. Why? Here's a bottle back here behind the cherry remedy right here. Uh-huh. I know that Mother Hogan is not nice. She's a tried to hide the Happy Hall's pseudo. Well, all right, I take it. Very well, sir. That will be 35 cents. Here you are. Yes. Shall I wrap it up? No, I'ma drink it here.
1: Oh, no, no,
10: no, you should take one teaspoon before each meal and one teaspoon before you go to bed. What's to happen if I'm eating my meals out? Well, just drop into the nearest restaurant and take a teaspoon. Oh, nothing to do, and I'm gonna take a teaspoon that's a no belonging to me.
1: Oh,
10: no. I, I meant of the medicine. Oh, well, uh, how am I take this uh, pseudo syrup? Plain or with the water? Just drink it plain and remember to shake before using. What the? that's what it says on the bottle, right on the label, shake well before using. Well, I'm I'm start it to the wiggle now. <laughs> By the time Mama get a home, Mama be all shaken up. <laughs> <laughs> of me. It's morning already. Uh, coffee's not letting me sleep. I'm going to let the coffee sleep. Between the two of us, we up all the night. <laughs> I'm going to take some more soothing. First, I'm going I'm to give myself a shake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
10: if it's not coffee syrup, I'm going to take just a plain of peppermint oil.
2: <laughs> Luigi, my friend! Luigi, <laughs> my friend! Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. <laughs> hey, you cough sounds worse. Let me hear you say whoop. Whoop. That's what I thought. You got the whoop in the cough. <laughs> for it? I'm a taking this uh, pseudo coffee syrup. Pseudo coffee syrup? Where you get this uh, junk? I'ma
10: heard the happy hell on the radio. He's a on down at the drugstore and a buy
2: Ooh, what a stupid boob. <laughs> Suppose if he says to run to you nearest the Chinese laundry, you'd run too, huh? <clears throat> oh, no, Pasquale. I'm glad you got some sense. If I'ma got a coffee, what could a Chinese laundry do? <laughs> Ooh, what a maroon. <laughs> please,
1: please, please.
10: First I well, well, don't holler at me. To tell the truth, I was a feel kind of proud when I'm a run to the drug store. I was a feel like a real American when I'm a bought something in an advertiser on a radio. Luigi, that's a talk for the
2: birdies. You feel like a real American buying something on the radio. Well, now that it's a donor work, what do you feel like? A
1: Canadian? <laughs> Well, Pasquale,
10: I'm feeling just as American. And to prove you how wrong you are, I'm going to get my money back. Your money back? Sure, on the radio, happy holidays say, satisfaction guaranteed. Or, ha, 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 double your money back. (laughs)
1: Luigi,
2: I'm going to think when you was a baby, you ha, 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 fell on your head. Luigi, you're lucky you got me to explain to you, otherwise you wouldn't know what ignorance is.
1: <laughs> what do you hear on
2: the radio or read on the bottle, that's what they call an advertising a slogan.
1: <laughs>
2: a slogan? That's right. That's a meal is something you say that you don't have to prove.
1: <laughs> now,
2: for instance, out of my menu it's to say pizza like a mama used to make. You think I'm going to give somebody a boat ride to Italy, show them how my mamas used to make a pizza?
1: No, Pasquale,
10: I'm going to prove you you're wrong. I'm going to pay the 35 cents for a sudo. I'm going to get double my money back. If they promise,
2: they're going to keep it. Look who's telling me about a big business. All right, Luigi, go. Go to the company. Get your money back. I'm going to write now, Pasquale. And take along a suitcase. The company is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico? That's right, you're dealing with the
1: foreigners.
10: (laughs) Pasquale, I'm learning my night school, New Mexico is a belonging to the Union. Oh yeah?
2: AFL or (laughs) CIO? I'm
10: talking about the United States. Basquale, what am I going to do? New
2: Mexico's a thousand of miles away from here. Just like I'm thought, they forgot a little to catch. They don't supply a hundred dollar car fare so you can get it back your money. Luigi, who's arrived?
10: Basquale, I know you're wrong. They keep their promise.
2: Oh, sure. They keep their promise. So why is it you hear every week on the radio, ah, yo, ah, uh, sole American? <laughs> you know, that's a crazy. Nobody's got enough money to buy America.
1: <laughs>
2: well, Pasquale, I'm gonna, don't try to stop it. Man. All right, go, go. But first, let me warn you. Sooner your tickle are gonna change to a hack and a cough. And that's the way the companies are gonna get even with you for bothering them. They're going to get a, you in a legal trouble.
10: Me in illegal trouble? Because I'm a got a hack in a cough? What the law I'm a break? Running around
2: the streets without a hacker license.
11: <laughs> and now let's turn to page two of Luigi Basco's letter to his mother in Italy.
10: And so, Mamma Mia... Just because I'm gonna try to get rid of a tickle in my throat, Pasquale says I'm insulting a bigger business. I'm a gonna go to jail. I'm a Benedict Arnold. I'm gonna want it to be the man without a cold. So now I'm a gonna wind up with a man without a country.
1: <laughs>
10: but I was a laugh at Pasquale. And a little while later I was in my night school class. <laughs>
9: That's what I chose going by to have it. It's going to be fun. 100. All
12: right, class. Quiet, please, please. Now I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco? Here. Mr. Howard. Here. Mr. Olson. Here. Mr. Schultz? Bingo! <laughs> bingo? I'm sorry, I hollered first, I get the prize. <laughs> Mr. Schultz, you're supposed to say here, why do you shout bingo?
2: Because
10: when you call on me, you always hit the
2: jackpot.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, thank you, fellow boobers. <laughs> you know, it's not everywhere I can find an audience for such whimsy.
12: <laughs> All right, Mr. Schultz. Now, class, today we are taking up some of the more common errors made in grammar. And one of the commonest, perhaps, is the split infinitive. Uh, Mr. Horowitz, will you tell us what a split infinitive is?
10: With pleasure.
12: What's the question? What is a split infinitive? Oh, I don't know. Mr. Basco? I don't know. Mr. Schultz? I ain't talking
2: till I see my lawyer. I would be very happy to supply you with the correct answer.
12: Oh, what a show!
1: <laughs>
12: Mr. Schultz, please. Thank you, Mr. Olson. I know you know the answer, but I'd like to get it from some of the others. Uh, Mr. Basco, will you try to give us an example?
10: An example? Yes. Two times the 35 is a 70.
12: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, Mr. Schultz.
2: Kill me. I agree, Miss Luigi. (laughs) Two times 35
1: is
12: 70. Good heavens. Mr. Basco, how could you ever think of two times 35 is 70? I'm going to think of it. Happy hell is the same. Happy hell?
10: Yeah. He's the same satisfaction guaranteed or ha, 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 double your money back (laughs)
3: That's part one of Life with Luigi. We'll have a break, then it's more with Carl Lisa and Mike after these messages. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's
10: the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, the-
3: Gunsmoke. I'm that man.
11: Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to
3: welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly.
6: What day is this?
3: Oh, let me see. and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360Radio.com.
2: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360.
3: Next time, it's the conclusion to Life with Luigi, then a good Western adventure starring Raymond Burr on Fort Laramie. We'll see you next time.